What up, though, everybody? You are now in the black top where we're trying to get our act together and find strength and unity in the circle of life and friendship. I am Billy. I'm Timbo. And I am Ray. It is nice to see you guys. Nice to be here, man. How you guys yeah. doing? Timbo, how you yeah. been? Y'all know I've been excellent. I have just been accepted into my first gallery show. And so that is a major career milestone for me. Yes. I actually just added a visual artist and painter on my resume. I don't know why I haven't done that. I've been doing that for the last three years. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I did that. So yeah, I, I'm just, I'm really over the moon about the whole thing. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Very happy to hear that. I can't wait to, you know, see what becomes of it. Um, Billy, how you been? I'm doing well. Congratulations, Simbo. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, man, I'm doing cool. Uh, very involved in my gifts and understanding more about Okay, myself. that part. <laughs> that part. This, this journey is very interesting. And to be honest with you, man, through trials and struggles, this is one of the first times where I'm really learning some, some serious lessons and building deeper connection and roots with God, to be honest. That's really real in my life. It's, it's just where my life is. It's such an interesting place, man. So, yeah. How about you, man? Uh, man, I've been, I've been well. I've been well. I can't complain at all. I've been blessed. You know, I'm just happy to be here. Um, you know, this kid is in his summer break, so that's kind of cool, okay. you know, around the household. Um, yeah, other than that, man, just loving life. You know, trying to get into fishing a little more. Trying to yes, find time just about to, that. <laughs> yeah, trying to find times just to sneak out there, you know. So most recently we got the the wife arrived so so she can fish. Not so I okay. too <laughs> or anything like that. Is she no. really fishing or is it really just you fishing for both of y'all? <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, that is the plan is for her to get out there. So I'm um I'm gonna go ahead and buy her license and um hopefully sometime over the next you know, three, four days with the holiday coming up, we'll have some time to get out there as a family. And, you know, maybe we'll catch something. That might be fun. So, that'll be cool. I'm so excited about that. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's so Please. cool. Bro. So, when y'all get y'all family time in, let me know when y'all done with that so I can come on the next trips. Oh, man. I want to be a part of it. That's why I'm so cool. I you take your family time, have your quality time. With you and your lady and your family, you gotta have that. But I would like to come on a trip in the future. I would like to learn how to fish, but at least this I just want to be on a trip. Oh man, absolutely. I would definitely keep that in mind. And this is something that I'm getting into myself. So I'm learning. So if you want to learn too, hey, come on over. Nothing, nothing wrong. Cool. <laughs> cool. All right, that'll be cool, man. So um shoot, jumping right into things. What we've been listening to, Timbo? This week we listened to Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. And this one was interesting because even the cover was very interesting. I don't know if y'all peeped and maybe it's me tripping, but don't that look kind of like an altar? But they just used funny stuff to kind of replace things. Mm. Like Elmo is supposed to be what would probably be a voodoo doll. And it's just, I, I don't know. I, and so I thought that was interesting. I thought that was really interesting. When it's, What'd you say? I didn't peep, but it had a weird feeling. Not a weird feeling, but a familiar feeling, but one I couldn't really identify. Mm. Well, I felt almost like a vanity, but it like something more. So yeah, I, I didn't peep, but that's it. Yeah, because usually we haven't talked about cover art because 
they haven't really been given anything within the last couple of albums we've been talking about. So I just yeah. wanted to to bring that up, put that out there. So yes, I would love to hear what y'all thought about this album because it was definitely interesting. Um, yeah, interesting. You know, um, it was loud, high energy. Um, but some of it was catchy too, you know, and you know, it was just it was so interesting to listen to because overall I felt that I couldn't understand exactly what was being said. Yes, I was gonna I say please listen to the lyrics. <laughs> there was feeling right. I felt that he was saying something. Like you can tell that he's getting something off, that he is saying something passionate. And like from the snippets of stuff that I was able to get. Um, you know, it was impactful and, you know, it sounded like he was speaking, you know, to his own personal struggles and just the things that are kind of going on. And that was kind of cool to hear, but it was just not the kind of music that I would usually go to, you know, now he did have some different vibes in there. And it was a lot of times, like even during just, um, you know, during those rock portions where I was just vibing out with like the drums or something like that. And I'm just like, man, you know, just kind of going in, kind of feeling mm-hmm. it. And it was cool. And then even, I believe like the last track was more of, um, hip-hop kind of traditional hip-hop kind of feel and i was really vibing with that and feeling that so you know it was some some good stuff in there but overall it just wasn't you know not really for your boy i don't know billy what did you um what'd you take from it pretty much most of your same sentiments uh i liked it and i did like it but i liked it man it was like you said it's very interesting album high impact high energy i loved how much it changes like the types of changes that happen in the song uh, I was definitely entertained by the drummer and how clean the drummer was. And just keeping up with the changes, man, it changed so much. It is hard to hear what he's saying, but you can definitely feel what he's trying to get off. And I didn't know I could pick up on that in a song like that and and, and identify with that. I, I, I am intrigued by how a person can scream this much. I am too. And just go off. You know what I mean? And still have a voice. But it's, there has to be an art to it. I'm intrigued by that. I don't really listen to that. Um, yeah, what else? I, I like Thumbsucker. I thought that was a really, a really dope and deep song. I think all of these songs are deep. Drop, dripping out. Yeah, John Jay. God bless you. Real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was like, funny. And um, what's the first record? What was in the uh, first record? The cannot joint. Let me see. Um, and yeah, really dope. If you go back and read the lyrics, it's just it's gold like, chain, gold chain punk, gold chain punk. There we go. Yeah, yeah that joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I probably will listen to this again. I, whatever I don't like about it, I'm way more intrigued than my dislikes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, How about think, you, Timbo? Yeah, Timbo, what it you was, thinking? I like it. <laughs> I can't. It's difficult to listen to a whole album and somebody screaming like that, but. Once I listen, because I read along to the lyrics while I was listening, and I'm glad I did Smart. because it made me appreciate the album more because I really understood what he was saying. Uh, <clears throat> yes, I also am intrigued by somebody that can scream that intensely for an entire album. And, you know, he had maybe like one or two minutes where he actually was talking like within his normal register and then he would go right back up to the screaming. But what I got from this is that because it's a group of them, it's, it's about four people. I don't know if everybody is brown or black. I think quite a few people are brown or black. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's, even in the lyrics and the way that they're delivered, they're actually delivered kind of like a rapper. It's just, he's using a different type of sonic Mm -hmm. to get his message across. 
So I thought that was cool because it's like, you know, he's still talking about street stuff. You know, it, there's a line about basically lying 10 Negroes up. He said, he, of course, he didn't say Negro, but we know. But he said, and you'll find genius yeah. in all of them. Like, that's one of the lyrics that he had in the album. So it's just like, I loved it. I mean, like I said, maybe not every song I would listen to over again, but I did definitely like Drippinomics. That was the easiest one because I think that's the most radio friendly one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but definitely we'll try and listen to the rest of their repertoire, see what else is going on. But, um, yeah, uh, interesting. This is why we had to do this thing on the podcast because we would never listen to this, uh, probably in the day to day. So, yeah, real talk. That's true. Very true. Very true. Not something that we will listen to, but, um, something that we are all seem to be, you know, happy that we did take a listen to. Mm-hmm. So as we do, um, it is time to make a pick for our next album. Listen. Last time around, we did something that we wouldn't gravitate toward. So now we'll pick something that we're anticipating or something that we want to listen to or, you know, something like that. I have an album. I believe everybody has their picks. I'm going to go with Give or Take by Giveon. What you got, Timbo? Breezy by Christopher Brown. (laughs) All right. Uh, What you got, Billy? No, my eyes see your future, Denzel Curry. I feel like I chose it a bit before. But yeah, that's right. Okay, and I can't recall who chose this It probably was Will. I believe so, too. Yeah, I it wasn't me at all. Okay, so Billy, it'll be on you to take an album away. Okay, I'm I'm taking Giveon away. Okay. I am too after that BET performance. Ooh. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. I, I don't just no. He just he, he claimed he had an issue oh. trying to hear, but I'm like I don't know. I think that it, was a little deeper than that. It looked like he had an issue trying to hear though. Like he jumped off, pointing at the you know the ear in ears. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that is funny, I, that, is funny I, that you said that. Oh no! I want to know what he got to say about um what he has to say if he addresses and I assume he would address um, this whole scandal and the cheating and and all of that, especially with the way in which um, my man's got caught up. Like, that was wild. So Wait, I'm lost on that one. Who? Giveon. Who he got caught up with? He was um, cheating. Oh, what is this young lady's name? It's another artist. I can't remember. Beautiful young um, black lady. But um, the, the thing is, when he was cheating, as he was texting her, Saying, you know, like, I'm at the studio, whatever, whatever. You know, I'm not sure exactly how the iPhones work, but, I, you know, you can get your iPhone and it's connected to, like, your tablet and everything. Right. So as mm-hmm. he's texting her, telling her certain things, I'm at the studio, he's also over here texting other chicks, other stuff, and she's sitting there reading it all because she has, you know, his tablet, I guess, or whatever. Man, look. The way technology gets you caught up every time. It's right. Like, it's just like, um... So, but I want to know if he's going to address that or if anything, you know, if he has anything to say. I'm pretty sure that that's the story. Now, I'm not always in the in the gossip. And if I, if I fudged any of that, um, you know, my apologies. But I'm pretty sure that that's the gist of um, his his situation there. Oh, yeah, that was Justine Sky. Okay. Yeah, there we go, Justine Sky. That's the young lady's name. Well, I mean, I don't think he's going to say nothing. That was back in December. <clears throat> she made a song called What a Lie. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, it, it would be interesting to listen to. I'm going to listen to the album regardless. But mm-hmm. so I will take away probably melt melt my eyes, see your future. And we will listen to Chris Brown, Breezy. I'm intrigued by this one. Um, hopefully it's not. How many songs on this? I was just about to say, hopefully it's not. Is like it like 17? Uh, no, he didn't do that. He recorded 250 songs, but he only put a, a certain amount on the actual album. I think it was like 25, maybe. It's what he actually picked for the album. That's wild. Can you imagine? How do you pare that down? Going from like some 250 songs. Like, let me... Now let's find the best, like, 20. Like, is that 10%? 25 is 10 Yeah, 50, it's 24. Man. 24 of them. Man. This guy got to live in a studio or something. How how long is that album, man? Three hours? No, I don't know. No, it ain't no three hours. I would say maybe an hour, hour 15, maybe to an hour, an hour and a half, maybe. I enjoy him, so it's, it, it wasn't like... I wasn't waiting for it to be over. I was actually trying to listen to what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested to to give it a listen. I really um see what he see what he has. Um, I haven't really loved a Chris Brown project in a second, so hopefully this one will kind of bring me back. He always makes good music. He's a great artist, so mm-hmm. you know, anytime he comes out with something, you know, it's always worth a um, listen. Yes, yeah. for sure. All right, so moving along, we are moving into our our reading segment of the show. Currently, we are reading White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. We are discussing Chapter 9, which is White Fragility in Action. Um, Yeah, what did you guys think about this one? Anybody want to start off? Or I can. I mean, what, what we have here is just... I mean, they, they're they acting just how we would kind of expect from the reading. You know, they're showing just the same defensiveness and kind of just the stuff that um, the examples that she kind of gave. It was just a lot of just defensiveness. and Yeah. And you know, where the best case scenario, you will have people being OK um, as long as it remains ab- abstract and out there. But as soon as you make it personal, then you see the same. <laughs> like, it's um, you. Exactly. No, it can never be me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it is. So, and that's, and that's, that's what her I got job. From right. They call to do that. Mm. They know what this is. a. And y'all know and what I was thinking. Like, I'm like. Yeah, that's no, what. no, I'm just saying. That's a dangerous position for her to be in, actually. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yes, in a certain way. She's putting herself in a, 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 a you know, I think a vulnerable position. Because if she, you know, the wrong person feels some type of way. Yeah, I get what you're saying, definitely. She did, she did talk about just, how accepted, like, her message is because she's white, though. Right. I, yeah. I understand <clears throat> the vulnerable mm-hmm. position. I'm not going to say easy to do. But, like, she just said she... Her the people she talks to, except the way she talks to them. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like well, when she says she can use words like white supremacist or you know whatever, whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> people just get defensive and and protect the racism. But I haven't heard anything about any attacks or anything close to attacks. I've heard about heart attacks, but nothing really. Anybody coming at her? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. other than just, you know, just being angry at her or just right, being yeah, angry. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's just weird. Just the just the overall just defensive nature. And like you you guys were saying, how she does speak to, you know, the way that she presents, you know, her being a white woman, how it does make it easier for them to accept what she says. And it's interesting because, you know, like we said, we have a a class that in this situation that these people pay for that they actually want to take a part in so you feel as if they would come to it more open-minded and and that's not the case and she's presenting it in such a way that they're accepting that oh yes like you were saying billy that um yeah we are we can be you know racist and we are this but the moment that it's it's personal everybody is defensive everybody jumps in they defend each other and in the moment, the true essence of why we're here is lost. And it seems to be just a pattern. And she goes into, um, there's a bunch of patterns and a bunch of things that are done and said and they feel and just these repetitive kind of things. Microaggressions, that, all of that. Yeah, exactly. And just like you said, it becomes about stuff that it's not about. Just like that example she used so many uh, chapters back about Basically, the lady said something, and then she got into a discourse with another white person, but the black person was just sitting there. <laughs> right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting. Yeah. So, I wasn't surprised I by... The, I, Go ahead. I didn't get the lady who was going off with the event organizer about you forgot the Native American... What point? I didn't... I, I kind of... I was lost in that story. Where she had just gotten done giving a talk, and then a white lady went up to, I think, a black lady, and she happened to be the event organizer and was saying, um, you forgot about Native Americans. Those are the people who suffered the most. And then she had to step in and say, um, or not, I don't remember what she said, but she talked about this lady just completely ignored everything about insight about how she contributes to the problem mm-hmm. pertaining to the talk. I just didn't get that whole scenario. Mm-hmm. No, it was uh, no. That one was interesting, and what I took from it was, I don't know if the if the lady was and then coming and saying that you didn't include the Native Americans is almost not belittling, but almost just disregarding everything else that was being said, and or or maybe even questioning how the legitimacy of her statement because how can all of this be true if you're not even including you know this whole segment of people and these are the real people here and they're you know and they're the ones who really suffer like it's a competition yeah yeah, you know but it's she was talking specifically about white people that's what it was for i just it is i just didn't get it i didn't get what i didn't get it either that's why i just keep shaking my head because i would i that whole section i was just like i don't know what they're giving here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, but um kind of thing, yeah, um, it was just really interesting to read just all the assumptions. And it, the it, it was a list for me. It's just talking about let's start with the common emotional reactions, feelings, singled out, attacked, silenced, shamed, guilty, accused, insulted, judged, mm-hmm. angry, scared, outraged. It's like you know and the behaviors include crying, physically leaving, emotionally withdrawing, arguing, mm-hmm. denying. Like, come on now. 
<laughs> oh man, it's when she got into the claims. I mean, it's like some of these claims you didn't heard so we many know times. Heard. It's like they just top twenty five hits. We know. You know. It's just, huh? it's just interesting. And for her just to put it out here like this is like this is the, this is the, what y'all be saying. This is mm. you know the assumptions that are made. This is the the functions of white fragility and just put it all out on the board. This is how y'all be acting and. It's it's true, at least in in my experience, it yes, it's not false. <laughs> we got to speak about our she's own like truth. that, but people are like that. When she tries to when she tries to address the problem and the person with the problem, mm-hmm. not just everybody. You know what I mean? She's talking like she's handling situations and saying, "Do you see what you just did? You just." Um, ruled out you just what's the term for the opposite of validate it's escaping me it's not invalidating yeah you just invalidate um what was it jason's whole issue his problem that he was bringing to the Mm -hmm. situation and then just a defensiveness pulled all the resources like she said before in a previous chapter Mm -hmm. and everybody's trying to console this person and defend this person and nobody cares at all about jason and all we're doing is having a conversation you can't handle the challenge. That's what it is. That's how you handle the challenge. Wow. Still. You know, from a segment of people who want this is a segment of people who want to make change or who at the very least come to these seminars wanting, you know, to be like you said, you that's know. the idea. Exactly. <laughs> for you so. to get your for you to get, you know, change your perspective, open your mind a little bit. So it's like I'm open to challenge. Wait, don't challenge me. Defense, and it's like, yeah. which I get it. I mean, people are defensive by nature, so it's true. It's just it's very for, frustrating. Why do you go? You went for entertainment. You just already. You just went because you knew. Oh, she's not going to be talking about me. Let's just do this. <laughs> yeah, she's going to talk about me. It's possible. Like they don't. They think, oh, this is not for me, and then they get there and they get triggered. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then true. It is for them, and then they have to leave. <laughs> Right, but oh, so you saying that I? Oh, it's me. They do the violin. They get their person head out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So going on into our next week, it would be chapter ten, which is white fragility and the rules of engagement. So, well, see what that'd be like. Right. <clears throat> All right. Um, so moving into the segment that we're into, you know, from time to time we'll do a like what you're googling or what you're watching. This time around, we are going to do a what you're reading. You know, we read all of us. We kind of you know try to read things other than our required required reading for the pod. So you know, we thought it'd be a good question. You know, what are you guys reading other than White Fragility? Billy, okay. what you reading? Um, N.K. Jemison. The city we became. Do I got that? There's something else that's escaping me. But that is the thing that I am currently reading. I was reading it more often on my break. It's a little comfortable reading at work, so I had to put it down. And when I come home, I'm always doing music or something else creative. But that is the most recent thing that I've been reading. What about yeah, that's, a, that's interesting. N.K. Jemison is on one of my favorite authors, so it was just cool that you said that. I have, I do not have that book. So when you get done, 
um, with it. I would love to hear um, your thoughts on it. Oh, sure. I love it right now. Okay. I love how my brain is just being exposed to somebody else's mind, how they think, how they put worlds together, what perspective they enter or, or show you the story through. It's so cool. It's so cool. The details that somebody may consider important that maybe somebody else doesn't, but that's the difference. Writer, right? One of the differences of a writer. I think right. that's really, really cool. And I read enough to be, um, I guess I just don't read enough, so I don't experience that enough, especially okay. now, like a self help book or something like that. And this novel is a very beneficial. I am better for having read it. Oh, awesome! I'm happy that you like her. If you, when you finish that, if you were looking for something else by her, she has mm-hmm. a collection of short stories um, called uh, "How Long Till Black Future Month." I don't know if I showed this before. I see. I you told me about blurred. it. Thing on, so it's not really. I think so, but it's a collection of short stories, and she's awesome. At, um, just everything. how many pages? How many pages is that? Um, let's take a look. This is four hundred pages at the end of the acknowledgement. So three three ninety seven. Okay. All right, dope. Um, Timbo, what you reading? I am reading outside of what we're reading for uh, <laughs> the podcast. It's called House of Darkness, House of Light by Andrea Perrin. Uh, I'm a huge paranormal fan, so I don't know if anybody knows about the original story of The Conjuring. That was the Perrin family. So this is one of the daughters. She wrote a whole three book, three novel series on all of the different hauntings and everything that they dealt with. So it's a very... I'm still in the first one because she's a very detailed writer. She like spares no detail. She paints the whole picture, so it takes a minute for you to kind of get going. <laughs> but uh, it's still been interesting. You know, some crazy things have already happened, and it's interesting how much they had to basically leave out for the movie because it was just like, you know, she lived there. I think the family lived there for about 10 years, so it's 10 years worth of hauntings, stories that they have. So it's been a very interesting read. <clears throat> Oh yeah, that same that same wild. See, that's interesting. I would I've always I don't know if I actually ever read just like a straight. Would that be Would that be horror or would it be? It would historic? be an autobiographical horror. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, that's wild. I'm about to, I might be interested in checking that one out. You said it's a series. How many books? You say three? It's three of them. Yep. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that's cool. I am reading The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. It is, well, I can show it, but it's going to have that same blur issue. Right. (laughs) We get the idea. Yeah. But Underground Railroad, it is a fictionalized story um, centered around slavery during slavery times that envisions the Underground Railroad as an actual train to freedom. So, and it was actually turned into a TV show that was on Prime at one point. Um, it was on another channel, too. I'm not sure if they're still going on with it. But um, the wife read it, and it was something that we wanted to do together. So I am pushing through it. And I love um, Colson Whitehead. He also wrote uh, The Nickel Boys, which I, I really liked. And he just came out with, I believe, Harlem Shuffle. This is his most recent book. So really good author. 
film, he's won a, a Pulitzer Prize for some of his works. But so far, this book is just really, really good. I'm in the beginning of it. But um, yeah, that's just kind of what I'm reading. Uh, okay. My awesome. next book for fun is going to be a book um, that is not focused around black trauma. Um, sometimes it's hard to, you know, I like reading about the black experience and I like reading from black authors, but we so often, yeah, yeah, you know, so often focuses on, um, you know, just the, the traumatic experiences of, you know, being black or that comes with, you know, being black kind of want to read something just more uplifting, not to say that there's anything wrong with it, but you know, I get what you're saying. It's only yeah, so much. Tough. It's not our job to constantly live in trauma. It's not. It's our job mm-hmm. to be aware of it, but not. We don't have to live in it. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah. So oh, that's pretty cool. I think it's nice that we all can, um, you know, that we all try to stay read with other things other than just our required reading. You know, I feel like we're in right. school <laughs> required reading. I'm glad though. Yeah. These books have really, just like with the albums, these books, you know, helped me in different ways. I was going through looking at my thing and I saw The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. I'm like, that was a really good book that we read. And I'm glad mm-hmm. we read that book. It changed my perspective about a lot of things. You know, it would be cool, man. We should go back and maybe when we get to a certain number of books that we read, we should go back and maybe do an episode where we just kind of talk about them and what we like best about each one or we'll go back and reread, you know, something like that. It might be cool to come back to. Yeah, for sure. Sure. I agree. And I agree with you, Timbo. Um, it has changed my life. Be defenseless is probably my everyday motto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be defenseless, not for solutions. Just mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny. I think that that is the one I think about the most. Like I said, you know, especially when I'm out there fishing and it's just quiet, you know, just try to live in in the in-between, you know, just kind of be in a moment. For sure. Sure. Really cool. All right. Moving sure. on, we have, oh, man, we already here. It's <laughs> question time. Sombrero de preguntas. Well, that's my favorite part of this segment. Every time it's just the rustling of the paper. Right. Because it sounds like we got mad questions, and it's probably like five in there. Right. Like... <laughs> Two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have a favorite day of the week? Friday. Because mm. I'm off. <laughs> I, I do. I do like a Friday. I'm gonna have to go with Saturday. I like Saturday because one, because I work, you know, just a, a regular Monday through Friday. So Saturday is that first day where I know that I may not have to do anything. If I want to wake up early in the morning and play video games, I could. If I want to go fishing, it's a possibility. I could wake up and make breakfast for the whole family. I could wake up and we can all go to the zoo. Like It's just like that. It's so many possibilities for a nice Saturday. And you know what? I can do all of this stuff as much as I want on a Saturday, and I don't got to work in the morning. Like it's it's just a good feeling, man. Saturday is where it's at for me. That's how I feel about Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday don't have any obligations typically to anybody, to anything, for any reason. Except myself. And but you I won't have to work in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on Sundays, I do have an obligation to church. 
then after that, I can do pretty much whatever I want to. Um, and I don't have to worry about working on Monday. So it's kind of that two-day stretch for me. Even though I try to cram so much stuff in into those two days to live before I have to work. <laughs> two days to live. <laughs> so your whole life into so, two days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it so, feels uh, sometimes, man. Yeah. It'd be yeah. stressful. I love that. For sure. Yeah, I'm like, August um, is going to yeah. be busy. Mm-hmm. Say that. I said, I said, August is going to be busy because I got the show and I got vacation. So I'm like, yeah, it's just going to be, as far as just like, like you said, which is, I guess basically the whole scheduling thing and just fitting your life yeah. in, mm-hmm. in between work and all of this. Yeah. I'm happy for you for that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Any second favorite days for anybody? Yeah, what was your you favorite like day, Timbo? Oh, no, it was Friday. I said that. Oh, yeah, you did say like Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I just like being a, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Friday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> partying, partying, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Friday will be on probably a second for me. I do like the Fridays. Something about getting off of work on Friday and just knowing that, you know, it's just a nice, a nice sigh of relief. Like, man, I got the rest of the and day. And it's nice outside and it's not freezing. Right? And that's how I felt getting off of work today. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's kind of nice out. And then it started raining. I like rain. I like the smell of rain, and my kid looked at me like I was crazy. Like you can smell the rain. I'm like, you yes, can't you smell can. the rain. He got he got to be around a lot longer. He needs to uh, sit with the old heads. I told my dad it was so funny today. My dad was outside uh, mowing the lawn. I walked outside. I said, "It's about to rain." He's like, "How you know that?" He's like, "You feel it in your bones or something?" I'm like, "No," but I literally could smell it. See that? Like it's a superpower. Like... People can't smell the rain. I, KJ can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but your dad can't. He can. I mean, he could tell because of the humidity, but I can smell it. No, yeah, but I say it's a smell in the air. That's very interesting. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> folks, you can tell us your favorite day, favorite secondary day, or your favorite if you can smell the rain or not. Please, computer. <laughs> <laughs> Timbo, where can they give us this information? Where can they reach us? Blacktopasylum at gmail.com. If you're on YouTube, you can just comment. We would appreciate that. We would. Uh, Ray, where can they also catch the rest of our entertainment? Yes, you can catch the rest of our entertainment um, in podcast form, wherever you find your podcast, man. Just look up Blacktop Asylum and we should be there. For sure. Um, sure. If you like let us know if you hate the show. Let us let know. us know. And until, until next time, the black shop is not close. Peace, man. Good night.